Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls! Could you imagine how different the movie Cujo would have been if it was a Chihuahua and not a St. Bernard? I mean, Jane could have been just <laughs> exaggerating. <laughs> that was the scariest sound I've ever heard in my ears. <laughs> Martha acting like a Chihuahua. <laughs> I might be scarred for that. God, I hate Chihuahuas. So, Sorry, Martha, don't send me hate mail. You would hate being at my house right now, Martha. Oh my God, why? It smells like a swimming pool because I have just been bleaching. I everything. like the smell of bleach, actually. Okay, well then you would be wonderful. I just don't here. like the flowery, perfumey, candly, fucking bullshit. Well, it is full on bleach because I I wanted to wipe everything down because we got like new pots and pans and kitchenware and stuff. So I'm donating it all, and I was like, well, if we're cleaning out the. Uh, the cabinets, I, we're just going to clean them inside and out with bleach. This <laughs> bleach is amazing. I like the smell of chlorine so much better. I like the smell of bleach so long as it's not like cheap bleach. There's a difference in the smell in regular bleach and like great value bleach. Yes. yes. That's this one is... of the things. Usually I'm a great value girl most of the time, but bleach is one of those things. Bleach and Doritos, you can't, you can't scrape by with. Yeah. You can't scrape it off. No, can't scrape yeah, by. It's... Bonnie, what? what? I'm I'm really high now. Whatever yeah, you... you did, I. I so high above me. She's, She's so, so lovely. lovely. <laughs> At least it smells clean, you know. Yes. Speaking of swimming pools, did you read? There was an article on Facebook. It was yesterday, where um, somebody just for fun. A uh, scientist took pool water from Las Vegas. Oh. Ew. Ew. <laughs> this is going to end badly. I don't do swimming pools, probably for the exact reason. Like, swimming pools are just, like, cesspools of germs, urine, and feces, and spit in my, in my world. Well, when you swim in the lake, it's all that. It's just, you know, fish excreting it instead of humans. True. Yeah. Well, I they don't swim. In the water, guys, in the water, they found fecal matter, which kind of, you know, you expect that. They found uh, urine, Mm. which you expect. They found cocaine, ketamine, um, just basically name a drug. In the swimming pool water? Yes, and this is not small amounts. Maybe that explains why I'm so happy after I swim, because I'm just... Don't swim in the pools in in Vegas, you guys. Seriously. Oh, it was Vegas. That's right. I forgot what you were talking about. In Las Las Vegas. Yeah. No. Any big body of water just freaks me out, but I've almost drowned before, so pretty good. See, I've always had this irrational disgust associated with swimming pools. It, It actually happened... I mean, I had it before, but when we were living in Graham, Texas... And we went to the public swimming pool there, and there was a a girl there who, she had her family, and they were all swimming in the pool. And I looked down, and I could see that this little kid had a regular diaper on. Oh, that pisses me the hell off. So, and that's fine, you know, whatever. And... It, well, it wasn't fine. No, because it when your, they pulled up your chemicals, when they pulled the baby who was probably about two and a half or three out of the pool, the diaper fell off and it was full of shit. Full. Ugh. I said, I'm sorry, Dylan. We're going home right now. Okay, this discussion is making me sick to my stomach. We yeah. need to change it. I don't like swimming pools. That's the, the long and the short of it is swimming pools are disgusting. I don't mind not going to the swimming pool because of quarantine. My oh, son just got a swimming pool. Like one of those like soft, soft side ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just a small one for his backyard. So he set it up and everything. And this thing probably comes up to about, you know, 
chest level and not quite shoulder level to me. And he said that um, they were sitting in the living room and everything. And their mini Aussie jumped into the pool, like cleared this whole thing. And that surprises you? And not really. No, but then they can't get out. Well, they went and got. Oh, okay got him out but then i'm thinking holy shit you're so gonna have to watch that dog because yep. they love they love, I, they love water yeah yeah they love i mean especially his dogs i mean yes, he has a Aussies, kiddie pool yeah. that he keeps i told tyler i said they were out there and copper's like you think you can jump through that thing and <laughs> and rider's like i bet you i can't hold my bone <laughs> hold, hold my bone instead of hold my beer <laughs> see i'm always like i don't like going to public pools and stuff not because i worry about germs and all that but because i immediately go back into lifeguard mode Oh, because I feel yeah, like parents swimmer, yeah. aren't watching their children. So then I feel like I have to watch their children. Oh. And even like if I go to the lake with like friends and I learned this kind of the hard way, a bunch of us in Tennessee, when I still live there, we're out on one of the lakes and then there's probably 20 of us. It was one of those like pontoons, like two layer pontoons. It's fun to just spend the day on. And like, I happen to like hear, like I about to say out of the corner of my ear, but kind of what it was, corner of your ear, corner of my ear. Like, I was like, something sounds weird over there. And like one of the guys apparently doesn't know how to swim, decided to put his ass in the lake. Christ. And like this lake is dangerous on a good day because it's, it's no fun when you have to rescue your drunk ass no. friends Wait, from the he, lake. He was sober. Like he just decided he was going to get in or whatever. And I happened to hear one of the other girls like that was trying to help him because she was a lifeguard at one point. And I heard her say like, you've got to calm down because he was like dragging her he, down. He was flailing. Yeah. yeah. And that, like I heard her say that and my like spidey ears went up and I was like, what the fuck's happening? And so I ran like swam over and one of the other guys was on a swim team. Um, I can't think of his name, Sean, I think. And he saw me take off and he was about to jump off the second like level of the pontoon because he was like shit like megan just took off across the lake like something's up it's like it's like when you're on the beach with kids and moms and you see a mom drop her drink yes and fucking sprint for the lake you know something's shit's up. about to get yeah. real mm-hmm. like he like it's I'll, scary when that yeah, happens i was man. like full-on like face down like freestyle like sprinting and I, when I kind of got to him and kind of could help him and her, like, stay up, and I hear Sean be like, you good? Like, from the top of the boat. Like, he was about, like, one, like, he had one foot, like, he you was got ready to. This? Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. yeah. My mom loves to tell that story. The Illinois River, though, and the INM Canal, that is water that you don't want touching your body. <laughs> it's no. So gross. Mm. No. Yeah, no. I mean, canal water. Uh. Yeah. And I can swim, but, like, I just, I don't like to, I think probably it comes more from, um, I had really bad ears as a kid and I had sets and sets of tubes and like up until I was high, in high school, I actually had to wear earplugs even in the shower. Oh. Um, so like, I just wasn't allowed to. And now as an adult, I'm like swimsuit, no thing. I haven't bought a bathing suit in probably 10 years. Bathing suits freaking suck. Let's just all agree to that right now. Well, did yes. we? Yeah. Did you know that they have, um, you know, the swim shorts that they have for girls? They now have swim shorts that go down to your knees. Finally. I mean, yeah. if you bought a pair of boys swim trunks, they would go to your knees. Yeah. But, but they but don't fit they don't right. Fit yeah. Right. Boys swim right. trunks don't fit right because then they're not wide enough in the hips. Yeah, I've been dealing with this for years. I do not like to wear. I, I, I It's a body image thing. I, well, I do not is, feel comfortable wearing. Mine isn't even a body image. It's. I've got so much chub rub going on my inner thighs that it's painful to wear a bathing yes. suit. Yeah. Because yes. they just stick and you chafe like and it's just it's uncomfortable and the swimming shorts that they have for girls they're always like I mean, the short like they're fucking daisy dukes. Yeah. It's like listen, if I'm fat enough I need shorts. I, well see that's I need a, a pair of shorts. I, I just want them to be a little bit longer and if then I feel comfortable and I and I want to maybe expose a little more, then I'll roll them up. Yeah. But I don't like. Well, they're on Zulily, actually. Oh, well, I need to go. get on there and get me they're some. They're only twenty bucks. Because the ones that I, every That's year I try to find um, board shorts, and every year I buy them and they're too short. Well, these ones every fucking they year. They have some different ones. They have ones that go below your knees, and then they have ones that go to your I knees, just want them and to ones go, that come halfway between. I want them to go just kind of above like the knee. Pedal pushers. I don't mm. want. So you like want hipster you, shorts. You, you want the ones from when we went to school and it had to be like fingertip length shorts. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know. I <laughs> yeah. just don't like, I just don't feel comfortable with that part of my legs hanging out. They're not attractive. Well, That's fair. I don't like that. I just had to order new like competitive suits because I've been swimming because I feel like going to a Zumba class right now is the last thing in the world as far as germs that I want to do. And I realize I only have like three suits. So I'm having to do laundry every other day so I can have enough suits to go like do some laps. So mm. it was very stressful. I was really upset at the size of suit I had to buy. I was like, can I go back to high school and I could buy like a size 10 <laughs> like suit? I think we all should take a moment to uh, have a moment of silence for all of, all of the women out there who are getting ready to try on clothing for summer. Especially after being quarantined for two months. It, know, and this is right? what I'm saying. Ugh. It's, th- it's this the is worst. a problem, you guys. But I you mean, know what? I saw a really kind of inspirational <laughs> thing to some extent about it that somebody was like, you know, if you're mad at your like quarantine body and how you feel right now because you've done nothing for like three months, they're like, don't be mad at your body. Your body got you through quarantine. Like it did what it needed to do to like keep you health, like keep you sane. And now you can work on it's, making it's it better. It's kind of like the when you gain five or 10 or in my case, 25 pounds over Christmas, you get through the holidays yes. by eating lots of food. Yes. That's what quarantine is. Yeah. It's it an, is like the holidays. It's a big Christmas break. It's like, listen, if months. I got to deal with all the drama of my family then I'm going to need some fucking food. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually going to bake some cookies today, but like getting in there, um, they're my favorite. I'll make them at some point when everybody's together. But I realized that they take yeast and yeast is like in a shortage. Yeasty cookies? No, but it's actual. It's like peanut butter. It's really good. Trust me. They're my favorite. I eat them by like the dozen, Um, but it takes like one packet of yeast and my huh. mom has tried for like two months. Yeah, we you fi- can't like, get yeast. We finally found some, but I was like, I feel like it's not a good use of my of the yeast to make cookies oh, right uh, now. You <laughs> know what I need to find? I need to go to Sprout sometime and get some nutritional yeast, which isn't the same thing as regular yeast. See, now yeast, Rachel's the one that told us about that. But you need that to yeah. make the cashew sauce taste like cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like Every time I think work. about that, you know what I think of? What? Socks. Well, if I the could get some out of my the socks. cheesy smell of some people's feet in their oh. socks. Oh god! Well, you know, because <laughs> that's, that's what it is, right there. It's bacteria. It's the work of some fungi. <laughs> Actually, I mean, it tastes really good. I put it on my popcorn too, like some some butter, like plant butter with seasoned salt and the nutritional yeast, and it's like cheesy, salty popcorn. But oh, it's interesting! Very, it's very nutritionally it's dense too. Listen, if it makes it taste good, you can put your feet in my popcorn. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh God. You know what? Dylan was over last night. Okay, I walked around the corner and I was going to sit between he and my husband on the couch because they were sitting there and we were watching Zombieland 2 Double Tap. Nice. And I sat down between them and Ron, you know, does this thing waving his hand in front of his face like stink. I'm like, what? I showered. He goes, no, it's not you. And then I my I turn my head just a little bit. Oh Jesus! Dylan has the worst feet. I think we've talked about this on the podcast <laughs> before. He has the worst foot smell of any human being on the planet. I actually made him soak his feet when he was here last night. That's how bad it was. Yeah, I'm like oh, I don't know what the hell is growing on your feet, yes. man. But it is rank. I feel like sometimes my toms get pretty smelly because I don't wear socks or anything with them. So like, and I feel like all the insides of the Toms have different like fabric in them. So it depends yeah. on the pair. I wash mine. So like every once in a while, like I'll have a pair on and I'll have them at work or something. And I'll just like take my sock, my shoes off to like stretch or whatever at work. And I'll be like, Oh God, I've done that before sitting at my desk, take my shoes off because for one thing I get hot. And if I take yeah. my shoes off, I get cooler. And then, you know, it's kind of like, yeah it's like, the worst Ooh, and then you put your shoes on and kind of look around and you're like nobody can you're smell like, that, right? no one can smell in my <laughs> office right like it's all good well yeah but i sit in a cubicle oh. next to people <laughs> yeah it's only like certain pairs of my toms where i'll be like oh god i need to like put some little booty like feet thing like those little what's the word i'm looking they, for yeah they make Socks. like charcoal and baking soda <laughs> absorbers for your shoes yes you can literally just you put them right in there after you wear them and it soaks up all the moisture and i need those everything. i need mm-hmm. that in my life i tried those and they made the bottom of my feet feel weird 
I don't know why. It was probably just those farmer feet. You know, they're pretty sensitive. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> damn farmer feet. <laughs> it felt too much like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> then they should have felt right at home. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Maybe it was too at home. It was like, why is this in my shoe? Oh, P.S. I wore my Star Wars shirt in honor of the the space shuttle. Oh, launch that was today. so cool. Did you guys watch it? No. no. What? It, it was uh, the space SpaceX, SpaceX. Yeah. launch. It happened at 2.22 p.m. this afternoon. I mean, they'll have it on the news. I'll just watch the replay like I do sports. I know, yeah. but it was, it was cool so to cool. be there, you know, and watch it live. First time in nine years we've launched American astronauts from American soil. Well, the thing that made it so unique is the fact that it's a private company yes doing it and then this is like the for a the science first. fiction geek like me with all the science fiction shit i read I, I immediately am starting to go to space colonization in my mind well and what's trippy is the new like astronaut suits look like the astronaut suits from doctor who with the yes. vastra narada i like it's pulled it up and so i was like cool. i was like y'all are in danger <laughs> i was like the vastra narada this is becoming reality <laughs> i was like be careful in your spacesuit stay out of the shadows <laughs> did the guy that wrote the simpsons write doctor who because we are in trouble if that happens because his shit he comes. is very prescient yeah. yes his stuff is actually happening yeah. oh girls I think we need to transition. Yeah, we probably should. We should talk some. Did people read uplifting books this week? Uh, no, mine's pretty depressing, mm. actually. Got a depressing uh, one this week. No, no. Basically, I'm going to go ahead and take a no on that one then, too. Okay. Well, we tried. What about you, Vonnie? You got anything upli- uplifting? Do I ever read anything no, uplifting? You do no. Not. Yeah. I mean, no. it's not quite as sad as some of the stuff that I've read, it's a spy book. Ooh, um, yeah. I like spy books. Okay, tell it us. It was a very it. different kind of spy book. Tell us all about the spies. Do you need a James Bond theme behind you or anything? <laughs> oh, that would be so. This is called "The Secrets We Kept" by Laura Prescott, and one of the very interesting things about this book is that. The main, the most of the main characters are women in this book, which means the women are the spies. Ooh. Yeah. So this, um, this kind of happens in three different perspectives. One of the perspectives is a woman who lives in the USSR, and this is during the Cold War. So this is when, you know. There was lots of tension between just, countries. Just, just a little bit. I mean, a lot of different stuff going <laughs> on. And um, she was the mistress of a writer whose publications had been banned in Russia. And she actually went to a work camp, a prison camp, mm-hmm. for being associated with this writer. And for distributing unlawful... So she was kind of like guilty by association. Propaganda. Right. Propaganda against the USSR because... That's deadly sometimes. mm Mm-hmm. So... Still is. Yeah. So it kind of tells about her story and everything else. And then it also tells about a girl. I say girl because she's probably... She's pretty young. I mean, out of high school, but still you know, maybe early 20s or so. And she's looking for a job and she goes and applies at this government agency. And she's not a girl that stands out. She's pretty plain. She's not overly smart. She, she's not dumb, but she's, you know, she's just a very average, fairly overlooked person. Mm-hmm. Like one of those people that just kind of blend into the crowd, doesn't stand out. And she goes and applies for this job. And there's other people who are very much more qualified for this secretarial job that she applied for. And she gets the job. And she's kind of confused why she got the job over top of some of the other people that applied. Because, hmm. I mean, they were all in a room together waiting to be interviewed. And then they approach her because they said that her averageness. And her way of not being noticed was perfect. It's true. For um, distributing like messages or getting things to other people. That would not be us, Megan. 
so no, no. both of us are way too loud for that position <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like those loud bitches are handing out pamphlets again so they oh my start- god it's the monies <laughs> <laughs> those fucking butt girls <laughs> so they start training her on to be a spy and it's one main guy who kind of is training her and then all of a sudden one day this woman shows up and she's very i don't know extra pushy no she's not pushy or anything she's just she has this air about her that she's just confident like overly confident she's she's just she's confident and she's beautiful and she just she's a bond girl basically she's a bond girl she's basically (laughs) a bond girl (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and she takes an interest in the training of i wish i could remember the girl's name i tried to find it and this is where all of the the, like unlike homely normal looking spies disappear <laughs> because they're like oh these bond girls were great <laughs> well i mean <laughs> right sex sells <laughs> so and i know the confident girl's name was sally okay. and she takes an interest in the trainee and then you find out that sally kind of plays for the other team i uh-huh. wondered if there was a double agent in this so story. they kind of no 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 not double agent in that sense oh plays for, for the, the other, other team. team yes so she takes more of an interest in the trainee and because there's they, gonna be some bound chicken brown cow happening there was I don't some, know as well as you do i should just there was some brown it. chicken brown cow going on <laughs> in between the two but of course you know this is back in the time where that was not allow no, yeah i no. mean you don't advertise that you know you have a liking for the ladies <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they have this secret romance plus she's helping train her to be this spy then uh, there's a big portion that's about their relationship i mean it doesn't go into too much detail it's not like you know it's not 50 shades of no it's spy. not Fifty Shades of the Cold War going on here, but no, no close. I'd, re- I'd no read cl- that book though. <laughs> no close up on the licking. <laughs> no ice cream yeah. licking going on there. <laughs> no TCBY. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Gotta and have some equal opportunity sex talk too. Anyways, That's true. you find out that they're training her as one of the things that they're working on is getting this, the book and papers that this USSR author has written and getting him out of the country. The one who went to prison for writing propaganda. So, you know, the world's meat. And things, I mean, things don't go as planned obviously and it's not a happily ever after kind of book but it it doesn't end badly it's a good book i can't tell you much more than that or else i'm going to give away some key plots to it yeah we don't want to give away too much the spoilers are make it no fun i'm just saying that there's some people that turn into double agents also Ooh, so there you were on the right track with playing for the other I was side. Gonna say, there's you're some just... people that that you know bat for the other team there's some people that are playing both sides mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was pretty good it wasn't one of my favorite reads just because i'm not big on spy novels fair enough but there was enough historical fiction plotted in there especially it, yeah. with the um with the work camps or the re-education camps Is in that the what soviet they union them? yeah well, i guess because they probably were like we're gonna re-brainwash them to be good and that's USSR really what members. they were yeah that's yeah. what they were trying to do in the that's some that's some actual good propaganda right there that they were able to be like so we really are just gonna lock you all up but we're gonna call it you're going back to school yeah. <laughs> like but there wasn't anything that was like overly sad or violent it was i mean there's prison so there's a little of bit course. of you know sadness but not too much it was pretty interesting I mean, like I said, it wasn't one of my favorite books, but I'm not sorry I read it. I probably would give it like 
probably a four and a half because it was well written. Just I'm not big on spy novels. So I almost didn't read this, but this was one of those ones that it was the only thing in my bookshelf. Uh, (laughs) So you sort of either read it or have nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that again was The Secrets We Kept by Laura Prescott. I had like a mind meld today. Like Martha texted me and like as I got in the car and then one of your commercials was running and I was like, <laughs> I, for, I think it was one of the, sh- for the shoe place, maybe a shoe place, Metro shoe, Metro maybe. shoe. Yeah. But it was like, I was like, she's on my phone and she's in my car. She's everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> Rachel, you yes. got anything good this week? What's, what's up? Yes. Um, so I discussed last night the debauchery that was consumed by Aaron Mankey. So that I want out of my life. But yeah, we we had the book call last night. It was excellent. Yes, it was. It was a good call last night. Um, I was watching Endgames, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. That's why you weren't Endgame. there. She just doesn't like to Zoom. She doesn't. I don't really like to She's Zoom. She's an anti-Zoomite. Listen, I've been working on trying to watch all of the Avengers movies for like two months now, and it was the last one. I started that, and then I got to Thor, and I haven't picked back up. <laughs> There's well, one you- that like Thor and Chris Pratt are like in the same they're like together and it's like oh they're so pretty they're so pretty <laughs> i'm just thinking you know i've been on the friday night call for a you know a little while and i'm like oh i feel so bad for vani she must be like stuck at work or doing something <laughs> no she just no don't feel bad for me she's looking at, at eye candy on her tv <laughs> she just does not enjoy it the same way that i do which is fine you know we everybody's got their own thing i need that connection so badly right now because I'm working from home and I don't leave my house all week long and god by the time I get to Friday night I have to talk to other people my husband is not a talker I need that (laughs) yeah yeah I mean not so much yeah plus I'm still working every day yeah she gets to leave her house every day so yeah um but I did read a successful book this week um, that I did like, and it's called What Remains of Her by Eric Rickstad. So basically, the first several chapters of the book um, start out, and it's 1987. And our main character, whose name is Jonah, um, he's kind of... um, He's an adjunct professor, and he's writing his... um, thesis for his PhD and all this kind of stuff. Um, And you kind of find out there's some difficulties between he and his wife, um, but they're wanting to work it out. And they have a seven-year-old daughter named Sally. So when the book picks up, it's essentially him coming home to an empty house and thinking, oh, well, they must be out running errands. Well, nobody comes home that night. And he kind of gets drunk and passes out. And when he comes to, you know, in the middle of the night, they're still not there. Mm. And he hasn't been able to find them. And they live in a very, very small town in Vermont. Well, they have disappeared. And so his best friend is the sheriff in the little town. And so he contacts him first and there, so there are some things between them once the state police get called in and, you know, trying to protect and, you know, all of those things. But once, and this just starts to unravel, right? And, but once you hit about chapter five or six, I think it is, it jumps then 25 years into the future. And so now you are in present time, which for, for that was like 2012, right? So it's been 25 years. His life has completely fallen apart because everyone in town assumes that he killed them and got rid of them. And so he, and he stopped going to work. So he let his house go into foreclosure. And because they're in a little tiny town in Vermont, there is all of this um, forest around them. And there's also a bunch of abandoned mines and things surrounding them. So he takes up residence and has been for the last 25 years in this old abandoned, um, essentially hunter's cabin. Um, And, but then some strange things start to happen. 
um, someone sort of unexpectedly comes into his life and he's not quite sure if it's real or not anything like that. But, um, and he also has maintained some contact because um, when Sally and her mother went missing, Sally had a best friend who is the daughter of the sheriff. And so this little girl, um, you know, she would go out looking for her best friend and she would ask him to go with her. Right. But of course they drifted once he stopped going into town, but she has never given up her search for her best friend from when they were seven. Um, and so it sort of picks their lives up and then everything just starts to, she gets kind of this spark and some things happen with Jonah and with her. And, um, and I'll tell you this towards the end, um, it was what I thought revealed who, who had been a source of their disappearance. Yeah, we don't know that they're dead. Nothing has ever been found. There is no trace of them. They could have been caves, abducted by caves, aliens. Caves. <laughs> aliens. Yeah, right? Because there's a lot of mines. Yep. So basically, it's sort of revealed who has assisted in their disappearance. But then what you thought to be true with that is completely thrown for a loop. And it's not what you thought at all. And I was oh, like, oh, cool. Oh. Um, I actually so I love really, it when that happens, if I don't figure yeah. it out. And I'll say this too, most of the characters throughout the book, there for me, there was no constant feeling about any of them. Like at times I felt sorry for them, at times I liked them, and at times I was like, oh, I don't like you so much. You're a bad person. Um, but I really like the ending. I will say this though, for me, the book could have been about a hundred to 150 pages shorter. Felt like there were times he was adding things in and getting a little wordy where he didn't need to be, but I would still read his other books. So, so I gave it a three star, um, which I mean, for anybody who wants to look at my Goodreads, which eh, um, <laughs> for me, a star. <laughs> A three star is just, it's kind of an average book. Um, I didn't necessarily, I'm not going to give it five stars, but it was something that I was like, yeah, it kept me entertained. I actually really, I enjoyed it and I would read more by the author. So I feel like that's a solid three. Like you enjoyed it. It was good. For me, for me, I usually will give three is bad for me. I will usually give threes to things that entertain me personally, but are not earth shattering things I would recommend. For yeah. me, a three is I struggled to get through the book. That's a two for me. Yeah, that's a two. If it's a two, I don't read it. That's well, a did not finish. DNF. DNF. Like I said, I I liked it enough that I think I'll definitely check out some more books by him. Um, but so that one, so the one that I read this week, though, was What Remains of Her by Eric Rickstad. So if you're interested in following Rachel on Goodreads, you can go to our website and find her information there. Her name is spelled weird, so not weird, different. Her name is spelled different than the than the. Did I spell tradi- it right? Traditional. Did I Rachel. spell it right on the? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, I was watching Hulu today, and do you know that they have a documentary on Red Dog? Which, if you're from Oklahoma City, you know what the Red Dog is. Sure don't. Is a strip Oh, wait, club. the big... Oh, no. The Red Dog? No. I haven't lived here we long We talked enough. about that at one point in, in the early podcasts because I'm not from here, and so we had the big discussion because both you and Nicole knew about it. Well, the only reason I knew about it kind of quickly is because I worked with car dealers, <laughs> and they talked about the Red Dog, so... Somehow that doesn't skanky surprise me. Skanky-ass uh, strip club in Oklahoma Oca- It was Oca- actually City. a really fun documentary to watch. Huh. Well, it's on Hulu, so I'm not watching it because I'm a Netflix girl and I'm I not popping for another subscription. I have so many subscriptions. It's insane. You know, Martha. What? I I could try to sell you on some Hulu stuff because if you want Disney Plus nope. and Hulu, nope. you could get... Why do you, why do you have to be that way? <laughs> Futurama is on... Hulu, I know. Stop it. Like a it's a slippery slope, you guys. A subscription to Hulu, if you do the one with the commercials, which commercials aren't the greatest, but 
it's I like upgraded. it's no. like two bucks no it's like so cheap no because i so watch cheap. enough tv as it is and i read that's what i do and so i'm not gonna do it Unless I like Just break a leg or something, I'm not doing it. Fuck if you that. haven't done it yet, and we've been in quarantine this long, you're never gonna. No, do it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Actually, I just use I've my got, sons. <laughs> I don't even have my own. <laughs> I've got Amazon Prime, and I finally caved in and got the HBO attachment to that. I I don't really participate that much in it. I spend most of my time reading. Although there are times right at the end of quarantine here, where mm. I was running out of shit to read. Mm-hmm. It's hard for for me because as much as I read, I'm I've got a bunch of different sources, but man, there was a lull. Crap! I got to read the Power this week too. I reread nope. that one when we we're supposed to have the discussion. What two months ago? Yeah, I two can't. months ago. I can't do it. I can't. Megan's too much of it. Megan's too much. I read half. She she's too much of a puss to get to the bad part. No, I just don't. I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. You're not gonna read the rest of it, Megan. No, uh, she's bailing well, out. Uh, we'll you see. know what you do is you get the audio, you turn it up to two and a half. You just let it run, and then <laughs> you just let it go. Just I yeah. let, read it. I was in, listening to it on audio, and I read just, it like, in your sleep. Not. It's not an easy book to read, so don't let me it's bully hard. you into doing it. Well, I'm going to start reading it today, <clears throat> and uh, I I just have it on my through my Nook app because so I'm going to actually read it on my iPad. Well, um, let me let me just uh, put this out there for anybody who's interested in participating in our group read um, that we were supposed to have at our live event two months ago. We are going to have that book club discussion on Zoom, and we're going to take as many people as we can in the first 10 minutes. Just go to our Facebook page. We are going to record it and put it on our website afterwards. So if you don't want to be on camera on our website, don't turn on your record your video. Right. Yes. And, and it's going to be one of those things where I don't have any idea how many people are going to show up. We might have our core 12 or 13 people, which is about what we normally have for Friday night. It might be 50. And if that's the case, I'll actually, is it, are we doing it Friday night or Saturday? Saturday night. We're doing it Saturday. Saturday. Because you just said Friday night. No, our normal Friday Friday night call, which we will still have. And then on Saturday at 4 p.m., so one week from well, it's Saturday today that we're recording this, but six days from when this post. Right. So it will be on the 6th. Is yes. that right? Yeah. June 6th, June 6th. Yeah. at 4 p.m. We're doing that so that we could maybe get some international people. I don't know, depending on their time zone issues. If, if you want to join in, then you can hop on there. If you have something to say about the power, positive or negative, we'll take it. Because we that's have, what a book discussion is all about. We're going to have positive and negative in the book girl group discussion. Yes. Yep. <laughs> because I know a couple of the book girls who really loved it. And I know a couple of them who did not so much. Yep. And so they're sitting right here. When, when we're doing that, we're going to be essentially doing like it would be at a live event where yeah. everybody reviews it and then they get to ask questions and stuff after we've all done our review or discussion or no, it's just, no, it's just an open discussion. We'll talk about, I'll, I'll probably do a quick intro to talk about it. And then we'll do, we figured out how to do the hand raising thing on zoom. So basically raise your hand and, and talk and say what you thought about the book you know, if you if there were particular characters you like or things you did not like about the book, and then we'll go from there. Uh, we have I have no idea how this is going to work. It's a first time thing. We're going to be experimenting. So if you'd like to join us, then come on to our web to our Facebook page and join in. We'll have the Zoom link up there, and be on time because that first ten minutes will fill up the room, and then everybody will just have to. All right. Let's move on. The moment <clears throat> everyone Megan. has waited for. My review for this week should be no surprise, honestly. I'm reviewing The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by <laughs> Suzanne Collins, which is the prequel that just came out to the Hunger Games series. And I really liked it. 
I was not sure at first when I was like, oh, it's going to be about snow. Like, we already don't like him. Do we want to read a whole book about this guy? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, you do. Because this starts after the war. So we're post-war at the point where the capital, the capital and the districts are still kind of where you think of them as far as the Hunger Games go. But Snow is like a senior in high school. Oh, and weird. Yeah, and he was like a he was only like two or three when the war started with the districts. So he pretty much grew up with the war, through the war, and then is now in post-war of Pan Am. So he is a senior and the all powerful kind of rich guy that we think of as Snow is not even in the ballpark of the snow that we are learning about in this book. And it, I don't think it's too much of a spoil. It's not really a spoiler. So basically the snow family, all of their wealth came from munitions manufacturing lovely in district 13. So if you read hunger games, things didn't go real well for district 13 in the war. If you haven't read The Hunger Games, I won't give you any spoilers on that. But basically, they lost all of their money and all of their way of manufacturing was gone. Hmm. And so basically, the Snow family is dirt poor. They're still living. Interesting. Yeah, they're still living in their penthouse, him and a cousin and his grandmother. But they've basically sold all the furniture in the house. Because they're trying to just scrape enough money to keep living. And they eat like cabbage soup. Like he's not at all the snow that we think of in the Hunger Games, the original trilogy. Um, You kind of almost start to feel bad for him. Which is kind of irritating in a way when you're reading it. Because you're like, I know I'm supposed to hate you. You're about to become an asshole. But I feel bad for you right now. And... This in the the main premise is that the this is the first time they have mentors for the tributes. So the Hunger Games have been created; they're already in existence. Um, I think for like this is the tenth Hunger Games or something like that. And they decide that the seniors, like a select group of seniors, are going to be the mentors to the tributes. Hmm. Instead of it being past tribute winners, it's current students, basically. And they all get assigned and it's, they're kind of assigned like in a political way. Like if they think your family's the best, you get the tribute from a district that is more likely to win. Huh. And so he gets district 12, Katniss's district, for those who don't remember. Well, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And he ends up with the female tribute for district 12. And he goes through kind of training her and there's just a lot of things that happen along the way there there's some death there's a lot of death actually a fair for a ya hunger games type of book uh but so we we lose some tributes we lose some mentors um there's still a lot of distrust in the capital of the districts it's more it's still closer to present so they really fear when like the, the they might try to rise up again because it's still close enough in memory that they don't feel quite secure in their capitalness that it that they're in control so to speak Mm. Uh, one of the new students is from district two originally so his family came into money because they also had munitions in the war so they moved to the capital but he kind of his struggle through the whole thing is that he considers himself part of district two Oh. And, but he's having to live this, like, capital lifestyle. Hmm. And he kind of tries to, like, fight the man, so to speak, in the capital about the Hunger Games. So that gets interesting. Uh, and the female tribute from 12, her name is Lucy Gray. And you really follow their relationship of Snow and Lucy Gray and who Lucy Gray is, how she got to District 12, because she didn't originally start in District 12. She's actually a traveling musician. And they That's just happened to get stuck in 12. When you weren't allowed to travel anymore. Hmm. 
So we don't really know where she came from. She just is part of this traveling group and they perform in district 12. That's kind of their home. And you kind of learn there might be some shady dealings of how she ended up the tribute. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, There's a lot of really great Easter eggs about locations and things that will remind you of hunger games um, as you come up to it. And there's just a lot of really cool things that you learn about maybe why snow. I feel like in the books, he definitely, and especially with Katniss, he seemed to really kind of hate her in the hunger games books. And even if you haven't read the books and you've seen the movies, there seemed to be a lot of focus on like, he just really didn't like Katniss. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you get a little bit of maybe why he didn't like Katniss hmm. from reading this book. Interesting. And there were more questions than answers at the end of the book. So I'm Which really hoping be a sequel. There better freaking be a sequel because I had like, I closed it and I immediately called my friend Rachel and I was like, we need to talk. Like I have so many questions and there aren't any answers because the answers aren't in the book. And so you're just kind of, it definitely was set up that if she wants to write more, she can because we it's not i won't spoil anything but at the end he's still young he's not president snow yet so there is room to get to the point where he is president snow there's room for another yeah prequel yes so it was really good i liked the little easter eggs and when you come across them you're like oh wait i know where this is i know where they're talking about like we've seen it before um you learn a little bit about the song that Katniss sings, the hanging tree song. Oh, yeah. So that um, appears and is interesting. And I think it explains a lot of why the Capitol might not particularly like that song. So it's very interesting. I loved it. I need a second prequel, please. And thank you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Suzanne Collins. It was uh, it was amazing i have a book hanger from it i have not successfully picked up another book since i finished it well so i would definitely give it i I would give it five stars because i feel like when you leave me with like a pile of questions Mm -hmm. that i still want answered but in a good way not because you didn't write a good book but because you wrote a great book that you hope there's more to what you want to know kind of way fair enough so yeah it was super good so if you had reservations because you weren't sure about how you felt about Snow, whether you cared enough about his pre-Hunger Games life. The answer is you definitely should. You should go read the book. You will love it. I hope. I did. If you don't love it, I'm sorry, but it was great. <laughs> and that was The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. Sweet! I'm even more excited to read it. Like I already pre-ordered it and I have it waiting, but after hearing your review, I'm even more excited. Oh, good. We'll have, we'll have to discuss because you're going to have like so many things. You're just going to be like, uh, cause you do start to see where he becomes kind of more himself of how we think of him. But I can't really tell you how, because it's mega spoilers, but like there'll be moments where you're like, Oh, there's snow. Like there he is. Okay. So, yeah. That might have to move up on the reading list. Oh, it, it should. It was it was great. Okay. What you got, Martha? Well, I was really searching. Remember I mentioned earlier that I was having issues trying to find things to read. So when times get tough, I go to the lists. I don't remember what list it was on. As usual, I wasn't really paying attention. I just sort of started putting a bunch of books on hold and I found this one it's called Swamplandia by Karen Russell and what I didn't know when I started reading it because like I said when I'm reading about stuff I just I'll just read part of the description put it on hold and forget about it and I did that with this Uh, it was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize I didn't really expect that it would be one of those books that just grabbed me by the neck. It really did. It's kind of funny you said that that way, considering there's an alligator on the front of it. There is. It grabbed you by the it neck. It grabbed me by the neck. <laughs> and my brain went straight like Peter Pan with it. I'm like, where's Hook's Hook? <laughs> well, this is really the kind of book, it's a fly on the wall book. Mm. I felt I could smell the swamp which, you know, maybe not necessarily a great thing. It also kind of reminded me of the book of speculation. 
it reminded me of that in some ways. And I, I can't really put my finger on why. But the main character is 13, and her name is Ava Bigtree. And Swamplandia is, it's a tourist attraction, basically. Her whole family works there. And her mother, when her mother was younger, was sort of the main attraction. And she wrestled alligators. Is it the Tiger Safari of Florida? Sort of, yeah. Of the Swampland? It's an island in the Everglades. It's the Alligator King. I was really thinking Bindi (laughs) Irwin, like, wrestling alligators when she was tiny. Well, it's more like, um, felt more like a carny. You really get the idea that when her mother dies, that that's the end of it. But they're still trying to hang on because her mom was like the main attraction of the wrestlers. And so they they tried to keep it going. The dad tried his best, you know, to do what he could. And and Ava, who was obviously young when it happened, her mom was training her at the time, but she's only 13 when the book takes place. So they start to kind of lose all of their customers to this p- other park in that's nearby, but not like right in their area. It's more like on the mainland called the World of Darkness. And so basically one day, no tourists show up. You know, one day it'll be like a couple and then all of a sudden nobody shows up to come to the park. And so their, their dad, who would occasionally do this, he would just, he would take off and go to the mainland for like a month and then come back. Well, he never really specified what he was doing while he was there. And he sort of did this when people started not showing up. He's like, okay, time for me to go. And he goes off to the mainland for his time away. And he leaves Ava with her brother and sister. The brother is probably, I don't know, maybe 16, 17, perhaps. I don't remember his exact age, but he's adolescent. And the sister is basically in that range as well, the two of them. Well, the sister's kind of a wackadoo. She's got some... um, talk to the dead type type vibes you know she carries around a Ouija board and and talks to the dead and the characters in this are absolutely so full and wonderful Ava herself is I mean you just fall in love with her she's she thinks she's this big strong girl you know and she can wrestle alligators and you just have this impression of her as this Super confident, um, great kid. For some reason, I didn't feel like she was 13 in my head. I, I felt almost like it was closer to 10 or 11 because she wasn't very mature. But what begins to happen is that when the dad doesn't come home for an extended period of time and they really don't have any contact with him, then the son leaves and goes to the mainland as well. And he ends up going to work for the World of Darkness, which is their competitor. The son does? Yeah. Oh, that dick. Well, I mean, he had to get a job. I mean, you do what you have to do to get some money. Yeah, so he took off and did that, and then that leaves the two girls there on the island by themselves. This sounds like a terrible plan. (laughs) So the girl who talks to the dead does some sketchy shit. And long story short, Ava is left by herself. At 13. On an island. At 13 on an island. Shit. It went a place where I didn't think it was going to go. And it was painful. Horrible, 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 painful, depressing. And you liked it? Heart-wrenching. Actually, yes, I did. Oddly enough. And I think it was because the book got so far in and I became so invested in the character. She feels like a fierce girl, like she could handle anything. Definitely very trigger warning, trigger, trigger, trigger. But the thing that I liked about it was the characters are so rich and so full and the descriptions in the book are so vivid that you feel like you're on that island. Hmm. And you become so attached to the characters, Ava in particular, 
that there was no way I was not going to love this book. I immediately, actually, before I finished it, before I got to the really awful part, I ordered two copies of this book, a paperback to lend out and a first edition for my shelf. Is this her debut author? Uh, no. No? Okay. No. She had another book beforehand. But I just really loved it that much when I had, you know, mostly made it all the way through. Based on the language of the book and the descriptions, it was, it's just so profound to me that I felt like I had to have the copy in my hand and read it because I always listen to the audio. So I felt like I needed that language. I needed to own it. And then when it took a turn, it was like, I guess I'm in. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you, you got to take, take the bad with the good. And do I recommend it? Yes, I do. It was an excellent, excellent read. It took me to places I didn't want to go, but I was still happy after the journey. Mm. It was excellent. And that was Swamplandia by Karen Russell. Nice. It was published back in 2011, so it's not a new book. So you probably could get a copy. Do you remember that book that I I reviewed? It's been a while. I think it was called Identical. It was was one that I don't know if I found it on a list or somebody told me about it. I think somebody told me about it, but it was the one about the the identical twins that um, the dad was abusing one of the twins. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, that was like Swamplandia. Yeah. That was that kind of book for me where I didn't want it to take me where it was going, but... There wasn't anything you could do to stop but it. But I loved the character so much, I, I had to yeah. I had to find out what happened to mm-hmm. this girl. That's how so. I felt about Ava. She yeah. just was really so charismatic, such a charismatic young yeah. woman. And that was one, if anyone wants to read it, and I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that I have the name of it right. I can, if anyone's interested, I can actually find it but that was one that had a twist Mm -hmm. i read it and i'm like oh my fucking god i never would have thought that was what happened those are the best parts in books though well you find out stuff about the dad in this you know there's a lot of revelation that comes out about the son you get uh, you know i i don't remember i don't think i ever found out what happened to the sister Hmm. she was just gone she she took her, just her weird, talking to the dead to dark world. She, she really became, did. She really did. She like went to the Potter School of Darkness. She went to the underworld is where the she Potter went. Potter School of Darkness. <laughs> is there a Potter School? She no. Be, she became a Death yeah. Eater. She she yeah. she went to the school for Death Eaters. Yeah. 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 It was really, 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 really good. I just loved it so much. And it was not, it was the, it falls into the same category. I know I say this a lot. The Goldfinch, Boy Swallows Universe. It's that age group of, of main character that just hits me in the chops every time. I don't know what it is about that. Is it because it's like that age where you kind of start to become like an independent human? Well, and you, it's, it's the edge of adulthood. And yes. those things that happen to you during that time change you forever. I don't know. There's just something so powerful about that moment. It makes the that puberty moment. That tin heart in your chest start it beating. It does. Just, just the a little bit. The tin man just fucks off when it, yeah. when it gets to that point. That yeah. little clock heart starts ticking. Yep. Put a little oil on it. There fine. was actually a, a book called The Girl with, with the Clockwork Heart. Or maybe it was A Boy with Clockwork. That was one strange fucking book that I did read. No. <laughs> It was strange. It does man. not sound like a book that I would no, read. No, it was not. It was no. I read one about clockwork people. It was actually by a Tulsa a Tulsa author. Hmm. I can't for the life of me. Maybe I'll review that one one day. I, can't I think, think what the title was. We reviewed one that was about clockwork. Maybe. I'm trying to think who did it. If Nicole Probably Nicole, did Nicole, yeah. Yeah. I just remember that it was a local author and that's why she read it and it was something about clock people i don't or maybe it was jessica jessica uh, could have been jessica jessica that sounds and she probably had it at the bookstore sound like something he might have come to the bookstore he might have come to full circle or something so i tell you what we've reviewed so many books on this podcast over the years 700 books yeah that i just can't remember all of them that's why we have an an excel sheet 
And the website. Yes. I Megan has been so kind creating s- that Excel sheet for us. I need to update, send an updated one I added the past couple weeks to it. We do need to ask a favor of you guys, though. Once again, we reach this sort of uh, crossroads of, you know, we have a lot of very loyal listeners, but we, we need to reach out a little bit more and try to get to the next level. So we need to ask for your help in sharing the podcast, please. If you know someone who reads and or you can share it on social media if, if you like, whatever floats your boat, we really appreciate your help in sharing the podcast with a friend. Can write write reviews on iTunes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Give us some stars. We'll take it. We'll take yeah. whatever you got, baby. Because that, I think, ups like where you fall, like when people look for like podcasts, like on Apple or whatever. Oh, okay. If you have like high reviews and high... Yeah, like, so give us a review if you can. That'd be awesome. I mean, we have our website. And if you want any products, we're on Redbubble. Oh, speaking of Redbubble, um, our masks should be here soon. Awesome. Woo-hoo-hoo. I ordered some, some masks because I am all about those masks. I'm wearing one every time I go out and I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Oh, I'm for sure. really hoping people. by the time we do, we actually do a live event that I will have insurance and I can go get my fucking contacts so that it won't be such a pain in the butt to wear a mask. Oh, yeah. because your glasses fog my up? My glasses fog up like crazy. Yeah. yeah, but I did order order the three book girls mask and you can order one too if you like on redbubble.com just yeah, need search to get a new shirt <laughs> search for three book girls i got a new shirt i got a tank top you can't wear that in the winter yeah but i've got winter shirts already i need me oh. some hot weather stuff it's 85 degrees outside right it's now hot, <laughs> man it's hot well tank tops aren't exactly my forte i know i like them that i'm wearing a tank top right now i don't have a tank top kind of body yeah yeah same girl I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you girls with the big old yeah, boobies over there. Saw sunlight. It's yeah. been a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my football player shoulders just don't look good. My farmer's feet and my football player shoulders. <laughs> I have to <laughs> edit what I wear quite a bit. I feel like you just like were like my farmer feet slash hobbit feet like i feel like <laughs> they're not hairy damn it okay, okay she waxes them i was about to say somebody needs to draw that, that picture of like <laughs> bonnie bonnie with hobbit feet and like a football jersey on. <laughs> we've, we've got to have we have a graphic artist we in the have house. to if you can make that happen make sure you tag us in it well i am gonna get an update on our um on our logo to get a new shirt made. Ooh. And it's going to be Three Book Girls, the No Shelf Control Tour. <laughs> oh, I like it. We, <laughs> we do not have shelf control. We don't have any shelf control. None of nope. us does. I, I think the people who love us don't have any shelf control either. By the list of books I write down every Friday night. Golly. No, we have no shelf yeah. control. We got 13 to 16 loyal zoomers who come on every week and talk about what they read and it is so fabulous i love it so much so join the three book girls book tribe if you want to participate because we keep that in the private group to keep the riffraff out <laughs> me are you talking yes. about me yeah. talking, me about out? You. Yes. talking about old hobbit feet over there <laughs> <laughs> oh p.s i just want to shout out the lubbock girls um morgan and her friends morgan sent me a very nice facebook message this week so she made my week it was like amazing so i just wanted to say hi morgan and hi to your book club awesome we love morgan we can't wait till we get back to having i know it was awesome having her here that one people i know that they were here yeah they were here it was so fun so (sighs) that's the best thing about the live events is the party that we have i know and the next day it like just goes into saturday yes we love having having people come to the events and party with us and hang out it's like the best thing ever it feels like we've known each other forever yes summertime wow i don't yes (laughs) what fresh prince and dj jazzy jeff Uh, summertime (laughs) you know what i was thinking on my way here when i was sweating in my car is i am not a hot work a hot weather person 
Like, why the fuck did I go to Oklahoma? I mean, yeah, See, you pretty I much picked it. the like frying pan of the country to live in. I know. In. I was literally looking... has a handle on everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the thermometer and it's like, it says it's like 87 or something. And I'm like, in New York, 87 would have been August temperatures. Yeah, no. That's, and this that's, is springtime. This I'm is like, June. oh my God, I'm never going to make it this year. No, it's going to be fucking hot. Oh, I love it. I love that heat. Mm-mm. Bring it. If the second that I feel sweat, I'm like, this I, is- I'm hot. I'm done. This, is, this sucks. See, I'm going back into the AC. When I normally get my first sunburn of the year at Hanson Day in Tulsa because we're yeah. outside all weekend. And you missed Hanson Day. And we didn't get Hanson Day this year, so I didn't get my yearly sunburn. You know, I have a beef with Hanson. Uh-oh. And <laughs> it's not about them. They didn't do anything. Oh, but okay. when I was in like junior high and that some of my closest friends they were and continue to be huge Hanson fans. The problem, though, is I share a birthday with the oldest one. With Isaac? November 17th, right? Uh, uh, yes. I'd think about yeah. that for a minute. <laughs> I remember this one year. So every year they would celebrate this person they don't even know. His oh, birthday. no! So one year, one year, though, we kind of like got together and everything. And they had a freaking birthday party for him with no acknowledgement. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's horrible. Oh, <laughs> my God, Rachel. You bitches. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm going to make you a cake for, or like for your birthday with fucking Aww. Isaac on it, but put your name on it. <laughs> Could you call him up? I know you have connections. Can you call him up and he can sing happy birthday to her? I wish I had that much power. <laughs> <laughs> Ever like- since junior high, I have been a bitter bitch about <laughs> I mean, I, you, Isaac! I feel like that's fair though. Like, but I'll, I'll allow the beef. Yeah, that's pretty damn legit, Rachel. That's a legitimate beef. Yeah, legitimate. it's also how I remember my friend Alicia's birthday because it's the same day as Leonardo DiCaprio. So. <laughs> I can't believe you know the birthdays of these people. I just barely know my own family's birthdays. It took me like five years to remember Vonnie's birthday, for (laughs) Christ's sake. I can't remember yours. See? What Uh, is this thing that you guys have? It's it's because you weren't a legit Hanson fan if you couldn't like rattle off their birthdays, their favorite color, and like all this random shit that no one cares about. I'm like a legit Poison fan, and I couldn't tell you when his birthday is different different era though like think about like i don't know why is it a different era why is it so different oh it jesus is. now we're gonna get into this you know what hair bands versus we're, boy we're bands. about to get a smackdown in here the hair bands were so much better okay <laughs> all right and on that note that's gonna do it for three, three book girls. girls can't get enough of three book girls check them out on facebook twitter and instagram and join the group three book girls tribe on facebook if you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.